After the Mabul, Hashem promises that from now on, the world is going to continue its normal order without interruption, speaking about the different seasons, how they are going to run normally, and Yoyim V'laylo day and night won't stop its regular course. But from these words of Yoyim V'laylo the Gemara also learns that a guy that keeps Shabbos is Chayev Misa. Yoyim V'laylo the Gemara is also understanding that, there are, that they, for, for a day and night they should not rest, the Goyim shouldn't take a day of Shabbos. And this is true not only on Shabbos, but even if they choose a different day of, we, of the week, would also be a problem. <coughs> According to Rashi, what the Gemara is telling us is that the Pasuk is giving us an Easter that they're not allowed to have any rest. They're not supposed to be taking a day of rest, even on a day that's technically not a official day of Shabbos. On the other hand, from Rambam it sounds like the Easter of taking a day of rest is not because of the problem of taking a day of rest, but it's more because we don't allow them to start making a new religion and new mitzvahs to make a day of Shabbos. In other words, according to the Rambam, the idea of Loish Boisu is that they shouldn't make another uh, any day a day of Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, so we need to understand. According to Rashi, we understand the connection between the simple meaning of Loish Boisu, which is that the seasons won't stop, day and night won't stop, and a person also shouldn't stop with his daily routines and do work constantly. So we understand the connection between these two ideas. But according to the Rambam, that we're not speaking about the fact that a person shouldn't be doing work. The main issue is that he's not supposed to be coming along and making a day like a Shabbos day. What does that have to do with the simple idea of loyish boisu, that the seasons will continue going and day and night will continue going? Now we have a medrash on the Pasuk, Ru'u ki Hashem nasalachem ha-Shabbos. Moshe is telling the Yidin that Hashem gave you the Shabbos. <coughs> says the Medrash, Hashem gave it only to the Yidin and not to Goyim, and if a Goy keeps Shabbos, he's Chayiv Misa, because it says, V'yoyim v'laylo lo yishboisu, again, bringing our Pasuk. The Medrash also seems to be saying, like the Rambam, that it's not about the idea that they're not allowed to take a day off work, but they're not allowed to make a day like Shabbos. But he doesn't say like the Rambam, because we're not allowing them to make a new religion, but rather the Medrash puts it differently. Shabbos is given only to the Yidin and not to the Goyim. And we need to understand what is really so much the problem of a Goy keeping Shabbos. Seemingly the idea of Shabbos is not specifically to do with Yidin. It's more to do with the creation itself. Hashem made the world in six days, rested on Shabbos, and yet we say that not only can't a Goy keep Shabbos, he's not allowed to keep Shabbos. In order to understand this, says the Rebbe, we're going to have a look at Two things that happen after the Mabal compared to the way it was before the Mabal, and they seem to be at opposite extremes. On the one hand, the world seems to be a much stronger world now. Hashem is promising that things won't stop. The normal order of the world is going to continue running. There won't be a Mabal, and the seasons will continue, and so on and so forth, as opposed to before where there was a possibility that Hashem is destroying the world. On the other hand, the world seems to be a weaker world. People are living less years, and so on. And the Rebbe explains this by telling us that we know that the idea Hashem created the world for the Torah, and Matan Torah is about bringing the Elyonim and the Tachtoyim together, the upper realms and the lower realms together. And therefore, we first have in the world itself these two ideas of the Elyon aspect and the Tachtoyim aspect, and then Matan Torah brings these two things together. And here we see the difference between before the Mabal and after the Mabal. Generally, as we're going to discuss before the Mabal, the world itself was more in an alien, in an upper, in a more spiritual state. Whereas after the Mabal, the whole idea of godliness is more to do with the world itself, not only coming from what Hashem is giving to us, but more the world itself being elevated. To explain this, says the Rebbe, we have a look at the story of the rainbow. We know that the Abishter, 
makes a promise after the mabul, he's not going to bring a mabul anymore, and he makes a sign, a covenant, that he's going to be placing the rainbow amongst the clouds. And the question is an obvious question, a rainbow seems to be a very, very natural phenomenon that has nothing to do, seemingly, with any spiritual things. It's a natural thing that the rays of the sun coming down and being reflected, coming through the clouds and so on, and suddenly we see these beautiful colors of the rainbow. So how is this a sign? How is this a covenant? And the answer that's given is that this very nature itself started after the Mabel. And the reason for this is because before the Mabel, the air itself in the world was a coarser air. The clouds were coarser. The mist from, that comes up from the earth to create those clouds was a coarser type of, uh, type of mist. And therefore they couldn't contain and then reflect the light of the sun to make the rainbow. It's only after the Mabel that the world became more pure became more elevated, more refined, wasn't as coarse, now it can reflect and bring about the light of the sun and those beautiful colors of the rainbow. And that's why, in fact, it is this sign, this covenant, that shows that now the world has come to a purer place, to a, to a, to a more refined place, and that's why Hashem is not going to destroy it. Now the question could be asked, it's all nice to say that the Mabel came to purify the world, as it became coarser and contaminated because of the corruption of the people in the Deir Mabel, and therefore brought it to such a lowly state. But what about before that? There was no rainbow even before the time that the people became corrupt. There was no rainbow from the beginning of creation when Hashem created a perfect, beautiful world. So the explanation is that in the beginning of the world, as we said before, was more coming mitzad l'mayla, it was more coming from Hashem's kindness. It was a perfect world because Hashem created it in that way, but it wasn't that the world itself was in a state that it could be elevated. In other words, it was only about what Hashem is putting into the world. And this is what happens after the Mabel. Now there's a characteristic in the world. The world itself was elevated to a state, was purified in a a way through the Mabel, that now it could become higher, it could become purified, even if there's a problem, there's something in the world itself that can now start getting closer to Hashem. And that's really what the rainbow is doing, specifically after the Mabul, that it's only now this mist and these raindrops and the clouds that are now on that level, that because they're purer, because they are not as coarse, they are now able to take that pure light of the sun and be able to divide it into those beautiful colors of the rainbow. Says that Eben, now we can understand why before the Mabul there could be a svar, there could be a reason that Hashem might want to destroy the world, while afterwards there's this promise that it's not going to happen. If the world is only a perfect world coming because of Hashem's chesed, because of Hashem's desire, then as a result of sin, there's a possibility that the world could now become distant, so much distant from Hashem, to the extent that it could no longer be elevated. In other words, that the world itself became so ruined, so corrupt, that there's no room for it to be elevated. In other words, it was as long as everything is shining beautifully from Hashem's side, it's nice. But if the world is not accepting of that, there could be, there, there, there's no room to be elevated and it'll be destroyed. It could be a mabul. After the mabul again, the mabul itself causes a certain purification in the world. The world is a more refined world, not as coarse. And now, even if it does become lower, it always has that room to be elevated through tshuva. And that's why now Hashem makes that promise that there will no longer be a mabul because in any situation, it could always be refined. It could become higher and greater again. Says that but now we can understand those two extremes that happen after the Mabel. On the one hand, that we say the world will no longer stop to exist and the seasons will continue and so on. On the other hand, people are living shorter. Because if the world before the Mabel was mainly coming because of that desire of Hashem, the chesed of Hashem, 
And now it's coming also because the world itself became more purified. This is why, on the one hand, since the world is now more deserving that Hashem should keep it in existence, that's why it's going to constantly exist because it always has that potential to be elevated. There's never a situation where we say it became too low, too coarse, it can no longer be elevated. It could always be elevated. On the other hand, since it's always dependent on the world itself, so the bottom line is there's always, it's, it has that weakness that it's still measured according to human beings, and therefore people don't live as long as much as it was before the Mabal. Says the Rebbe, these two periods, the period before the Mabal, which is more like the way things are milamayla, the period after the Mabal, which is more like the way the world is mitzad lamato, this is now the introduction to the next period, which is going to be the period of Torah, which connects the two. In fact, the Rebbe says that we have Avram and Sarah, who give birth to Yitzchak at a very old age. In a certain sense, this is already the combination of these two periods coming together. On the one hand, this is a time when people are living shorter, similar to after the Mabel. On the other hand, having Yitzchak at such an old age, similar to before the Mabel, in a certain way, combining the El Yoyinu as a preparation for Matan Torah. Now, in order for Yidin to actually be able to go along and connect the world with a level of Elikus that's higher than the world, the world is created in a way that although Hashem creates the world in six days, is all the work of creating the world, then comes the seventh day, which is the idea of rest. Now, rest is really beyond the world. The world itself is constant movement. Time and space itself is constantly moving. There's constant change in the world. Rest, menucha, Shabbos is something that's beyond the world. That's the level of Elikus that's higher than the world. The world itself is not really a keli for this, not really a receptacle to this. And therefore Shabbos does affect the inner parts of the world, but in the outer part of the world you look, you don't tell a, can't tell a difference between Shabbos and a weekday. It's only a yid, the one that could connect Hashem in the world, by a yid Shabbos actually impacts, and he has an extra neshama on Shabbos. It impacts even his nefesh Abraham, as the Gemara says, that Amorites wouldn't lie on Shabbos. It even impacts the physical body that Rebbe brings in a footnote over here, that the pulse of a Yid is different on Shabbos. Whereas the rest of the world, the world itself, the definition of the world is time and space, movement, and so on. It can't have in a revealed way on its own this idea of menucha and rest. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why a guy doesn't have a shaykh to this whole idea of Shabbos. The whole purpose of the world was that there should be a world that's lacking this idea of rest, that's in a constant movement, there's constant work going on, and within this world, a Yid is going to bring in this Shabbosdik idea that's higher in the world. And therefore, if a Ben Noyach, if a guy comes along and tries to not do his job of keeping the world in its Matthias, then there's no room for him at all. Then, then, then he's Chay of Misa. Says the Rebbe, this is now we can also understand the connection between this idea of Loyish Boisu, which simply means that the seasons won't stop, and the idea of Shabbos, because really it's the one and same point. Hashem made the world in a way that the world is a strong Matthias. And that doesn't stop. It's not going to stop. And the Bnei Noyach are not allowed to do, are not allowed to make Shabbos because of that same reason. They're not allowed to bring that Shabbos aspect into the world. They didn't, they didn't emphasize the strength of the world, the power of the world, the Metzius of the world, the work in the world. And it's only the year that comes along and brings into that Metzius the idea of godliness.